hi everybody i'm alice and i'm todd oh my god this is like one of those sitcoms right yeah and we'll be like hi i'm todd and I'm Alice. And we're <laughs> the water cooler. Okay, you gotta get Hoi. on your mark there, babes. Um, uh, yeah, we're the co-producers of the water cooler. Is that right or is that right? Mate, it is right. I feel like I'm putting on my like my dad voice. My like professional <laughs> podcasting voice. Mate, yeah, it's not professional at all. I've got a blocked nose, so that's really nice. Um, yeah, great. Hot so, trot. how are you today, Todd? I'm doing great. It's a kind of rainy Saturday. It's a despicable day. But um, I'm here. I'm here too. And we're having a good time. We're having a great time. We're sitting on my bed. Yeah. In and case you thought we were in a studio, we're just not. <laughs> hey, not yet, but one, <laughs> one day. One day, babes. <laughs> um, so yeah, we are the co-producers of The Water Cooler, which is a monthly storytelling event. Mm-hmm. And this year, The Water Cooler is being podcast, baby. We're back, bitches. We're really excited about it. We are teamed up with a little Empire Podcast Network, which is a name that I like shock myself every time. That I can say it so quickly. Oh, God, yeah. Like, I hit my mark, babes. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're the consummate professional. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And, yeah, so we... Which is really exciting. So, how it will work is the Water Cooler will be a uh, fortnightly podcast. And one of those will be our live event, which we have every month at the basement, for the most part. Basement theatre. And then the other one will be a kind of like 20, 30-minute chat with us truly. (laughs) <laughs> Mate, what a treat for you all, really. <laughs> Honestly, you are blessed. <laughs> blessed, blessed, blessed. Um, so what was the theme last month? So the theme was The Secret Lives of Drag. Amazing. And we had two wonderful drag artists, um, Dan Vent, who performs as Drew Blood, and Siobhan Arborealis. Nice. Oh, that name, man. <sighs> it was a Arborealis. mouthful and a I, No, but it wasn't for me, but you were just like... Abur- it's so a struggle street. I think it's because I like saw it on paper and panicked from that moment until the show. Yeah, and then and you so were like, nah, I can't do it. Up to like Everest <laughs> Mountain High level I just, challenge. I like it because it has my name in it. A oh, Bori yeah. Alice. Like, yeah. hello. And I can't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we had them on the show and they told us a little bit about their experiences of performing yeah. in drag and Some all that jazz. beautiful stories, I think. Oh, yeah. It was pretty stunning. Mm-hmm. And y'all can all go check it out. Yeah. That podcast will be up now, so you can have a wee listen to the whole mm-hmm. thing. Um, and we were at Kalusi. Yeah, we were. Which is a treat. A treat of a venue. Yeah. Really wonderful. Um, so, for the most part, we are at Basement Theatre, but we branched out. The Pride, baby. We did. We were like, let's just spread our wings. And we ended up at Kaluzi, which was just the best. Like any quit man, I was like, we've just got to trot our way up to (laughs) K-Road. We really do. We've got to take a right at family and keep walking. (laughs) Um, So it was wonderful. And we're going to talk a little bit about drag today. We are. Um, Neither of us are drag queens. We aren't, although... Um, note to all of you so that someone can hold me accountable. It is on my list of things to do this year. Oh, you'd be fabulous. <sighs> yeah, it's... I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a burden, this fabulosity. Like, what can I do? Um, but yeah, currently, neither of us are drag queens. Yeah. Um, but 
I do have a little bit of experience with, you know, experimenting with a little bit of makeup, a little bit of fingernail polish, all of that jazz. To give you an idea, uh, I used to work at Yamaha Motor New Zealand, mm-hmm. and Todd would come to have meetings with me to talk about the water cooler, and he has this like bright red T-shirt that says "Smile if you're gay." Yes. And the number of corporate <laughs> businessmen who were doing their darndest not to smile. Oh God! God forbid we thought they were gay, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just because you know me. Like, <laughs> that's oh, what I'm in the market right for. Yeah, that was just your cup of tea. Like, kind of, you Ooh. know, on the other half of life, about to kind of get, you know, become managers. Just, they were all the worst kinds of men. Not your not your cup of tea at no. all. But no, there no, you no. were in your rhinestones. Fuck, no. I love it. Yeah, and it is interesting because the times that I have experienced it in wearing makeup and leaving the house, um, I do think it does change how I negotiate the spaces that I am in publicly and how people receive me. Um, I remember I was in on holiday in Europe and I was in Greece and I was feeling fancy so I got my nails did. Oh yeah. Because it was my 23rd birthday. Happy birthday. Thanks babe. <laughs> well last year. Yeah, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Why not? Um, <laughs> never too late. No, never. Um, and then we were out clubbing and it was a str- kind of dirty straight club like ugh um, and I was like oh gotta pee great um, went to the bathroom and as I walked down the corridor to go to the bathroom I just suddenly realised like oh I have like violet colour nail polish on I'm entering a space with all of these men that will be using the bathroom and I just kind of started to panic because I was yeah. like fuck this very clearly I think oh and I had um like beautiful lipstick on as well actually and so I was just like, there's no way that I cannot um, make it really clear about my sexuality at all at this point in time. And I'm entering into a space where that then might put me in danger in some way. Yeah, definitely. And it was literally like nail polish and lipstick. I wasn't wearing like Anything a wig dramatic. or heels. or Which you should be allowed to do yeah. no matter how you identify, yeah. in my opinion. 100%. But it's just not the case. No. And so, yeah, I can see how that would make you feel a different way and yeah. how you're carrying yourself and, you know, yeah. your safety. And and it just kind of blows my mind purely because it wasn't even anything major. Um, and I can't... There are queer members of our community that have beautiful nails all the time or wear makeup or are really feminine presenting or whatever and they just, like, charge around living their lives and are so brave and, like... Um, uncompromising. I think I think people get to a point where they just can't do. They're not. They can't compromise anymore. They yeah. just, and it's like they put their personal safety at risk in order to live an authentic life. Yeah. And they just shouldn't have to. But no. I always I just think it's so admirable when someone has got well, not yeah, admirable in that they have they've they've kind of they're putting themselves first, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah, I saw this viral video on Facebook recently and it was these two fabulous men who were living in like New York who had started up a shoe line for high heels for men because they were fucking sick of trying to find heels in their size in women's shoe stores. I've seen this. And one of them was like, I have to make the decision every morning to wake up when I wake up Mm. to be like, am I brave enough to wear my heels today or not because I know they're going to make me feel badass but I also know that they're going to bring me attention that I might not yeah. necessarily want and I'm have like, you Ugh. 
Have you watched um, uh, Sex Education? I have not yet, but it is on my list. Oh, the, the, this conversation comes up as well. There's like a um, queer teenager in the show and he goes out uh, every year like as part of his birthday tradition. Him and his best friend get dressed up as, I don't know who, but some a woman and she's got blonde hair so they wear blonde wigs and uh, he ends up going out by himself because his best friend doesn't make it and he's put in a compromising position because of that and it was like the the episode shows how in previous years this it hadn't been like that because it'd been kids but he's just like on you know through that the other side of puberty yeah or kind of in the midst of puberty and is presents more as a man now and a man in a dress like for him it was just the way the show talked about it and the way that he just was not safe Mm. it it was just and like what it was a beautiful performance watching him for the first time being uncomfortable Mm. because in the rest of him in the rest all the other times you see him as a character he's so self-assured and so comfortable with who he is but it's just that you know when those safe, when the safety net of friends around you or a familiar place or even just daylight are gone, it's just like it's it's terrifying. Yeah. For people. Yeah. And it's so interesting. Like, it's just because that individual has decided to challenge the status quo in some way, right? Yeah, that's all it is. It, Rocks Which me. is a status quo that is it's not it's not like law. No. Like it's not necessary. It's no. like this the societal thing we've put on ourselves that's mm. actually not needed. And so restricting. <laughs> like fuck that. <coughs> Truly fuck that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean for me, uh uh no, I don't know a whole bunch about drag, except mm. I know that it's a mate, like it's kind of the best. It's like the it's like Project Runway, mm-hmm. but on crack. Like oh, you mean Drag Race? Drag Race, yes. RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the I the seems to be like when you say drag, that's what people think you mean now. <laughs> Definitely straight people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, which is probably who I <laughs> am most familiar with. Um, but I had never seen. RuPaul's Drag Race. Are you a watcher? Oh, girl. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Such I am a, a watcher. watcher. Although, I, full disclosure, haven't seen beyond what was on... Like, Because I think for a while, they only put season eight and beyond on ne- New Zealand Netflix. There's a lot of seasons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season 11 is about to start. Jeepers. And it's like four seasons of All Stars. So, so I haven't gone oh, back yeah. and watched the like classic ones right. that um, some people will be like please give us back your membership to the queer community now <laughs> not a true fan <laughs> and I'm like I'm working on it there's a lot of material well, to get yeah, through you're, you know you're busy I get yeah. it um, it's like when I tried to watch all of Gilmore Girls and I just got overwhelmed I did finish it but oh, what a it trooper. was a mountain to climb so <laughs> um, well yeah so that was that's kind of been my that I feel like RuPaul's Drag Race has made drag a little bit more mainstream oh 1000% and people in within my community because I work in Mm theatre people within my community are always just horrified that I haven't I don't really know Mm. I haven't seen it Mm. but I have a story about the time that I did see drag oh that you like you know put your toe in the (laughs) put my toe in the water so to speak um I was at the basement theatre 
just the best like let's be honest the best place in the world mm. Uh, mm, like definitely top five best places in the world dare i say top three yeah, I'm nodding. Yeah. And I was like, like, like literally yes, yes, nobody no, can yes, yes, yes. see a nod. Hear yeah. a nod. We both think that. I actually work there, so probably biased. But I <laughs> Conflict of interest. <laughs> um, but I was outside Basin Theatre and I saw someone who I hadn't seen in years. We worked on a youth show together. We worked on um, Macbeth, Young Auckland Shakespeare's company's Macbeth um and I hadn't seen her since and we were going into this like talk about mental health and I I was on edge you know like public conversations about mental health are not the easiest thing especially for the log kiwis let's be honest girl yeah and so this girl was like do you want to smoke some weed with me and I was like honestly yeah I reckon that sounds great um so we went in the car park it was just really illegal dumb but we did it and we smoked a little bit of weed and then i was feeling a bit buzzed and we we sat through this like talk and it was kind of good it was pretty good uh i was very mellow and then she was like we were having a wine after that uh, and we, i was still a little bit high and she was like have you we would, somehow rupaul's drag race came up right and i hadn't seen it and she honestly almost dropped her wine she was so upset and like personally attacked yeah she was like what the fuck and what you know fair you know she's passionate Mm -hmm. so she suggested that we watch it and after it felt like an hour of deciding how we were going to watch it it was decided we'd go back to my house we would get mcdonald's we'd smoke some more weed and we'd watch rupaul's drag race Mm -hmm. and we did but ah, your first experience of rupaul's drag race shouldn't be stoned no. I'm d- let me just say that now. Because it, you enter into another dimension when you watch RuPaul's Drag Race sober. Yes. Let alone... With performance enhancing <laughs> supplements. Yeah. So I just was just like... I just remember being like... I The colours are amazing. Mm-hmm. I remember that everybody looked scandalised all the time. <laughs> no, no matter what was going on, there would be camera, camera, like camera shots of everybody just looking like someone had shat in their hands and clapped. Like that was just the constant vibe. <laughs> it is edited to the gods. It is. Like, like, I just like I because I I could see these interactions which looked totally normal but they'd been spun so that everybody in the room just mouths open yeah or going oh or yeah. like like you know having like a little chat to each mm-hmm. other yeah 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 and i was just like uh, what is this show i just it was no i haven't watched it since is what i'll say right um i haven't watched it since i would say to that <laughs> that I feel like it's a show that you get hooked on if you watch a couple of episodes and then okay. you'll like get pulled into the drama and you're like, okay, I'm here for this. I've got, like, I'm just in it. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. It, like, like I said, I reckon weed consumption was the key factor to me not enjoying my RuPaul's experience. I did not enjoy it. It felt like, it felt like a rite of passage. Right. Like at least now I can say, You've yeah, tried I've, it. I've tried it. <laughs> um, but... I what I found interesting was recently there were some there was some kind of conversation around some transphobic comments that RuPaul had made. Yeah, Mama Ru went and let us down a little bit. Yeah, and like I think it's kind of important to 
talk about the fact that within the queer community that can happen like people aren't always the just because someone's queer doesn't mean they don't also um potentially hold some of those prejudices or um kind of uninformed ideals with like don't carry those with them Mm. um and i think we saw that recently with our auckland pride festival sister we really did it was a lot eh i like yeah it was I think for anyone not listening, for anyone for anyone not listening, let's hope you're listening. <laughs> for anyone listening who isn't an Aucklander or hasn't heard about what went on, do you want to talk a little bit about what went down? Sure. So this was in regards to the Auckland Pride Board's decision to ask the police that wanted to march in the parade to not do so in their uniform. And that didn't come out of the blue. No. That was after a lot of public... There was public community consultation in Hui's. Yeah. And feedback that they were receiving above any else was that there, there were members of the queer community, particularly members of colour and um, trans people that felt unsafe whilst being in the presence of people in police uniforms yeah. because of previous... Um, interactions with those people yeah and I would say fundamentally the pride festival is about how people identify in terms of pride Mm. not how people identify in terms of what career they have yes so kind of like even if you just strip it back to that we should be supporting those members of the queer community who want to be at pride festival and want to feel safe Mm -hmm. I think yes yeah and they were like Y'all police people are more than welcome to come and have a presence at the parade. You can wear a t-shirt that has your branding on it if you really want to. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, it just We just are asking you to not come in your uniform. Yeah. And they said, if we can't come in our uniform, we're obviously not welcome. We're not coming at all. And it makes you think then, so it kind of, for me, I was like, so is the whole police marching in the Pride Festival thing just a way for them to... Like, is it just a marketing thing? Mm. I, you know? Yeah. And it was the same when uh, following that, a number of corporate sponsors pulled out of yeah. supporting the Pride Festival yeah. and it couldn't be a festival anymore. It had to be a march because there wasn't enough money. Yeah. And it kind of shows you that how quickly corporate sponsors will back down from supporting this community. That they consider are now damaging to their brand in some yeah. way. 100%. So it's totally not a true support thing no it's just oh well we'll do this because we know it makes us look good yeah but the second there's any sort of discussion yeah and let's be honest like i like as i was saying to you before i I think i mentioned this that um it's really healthy for a community to get to a size where it's big enough to have conflict within it Mm. and it's really important that those conversations are allowed to be had Mm -hmm. uh you know, like we can't expect everybody who's queer to have the exact same opinion mm-hmm. about everything. Mm-hmm. That's just not feasible. Yeah. The queer community in New Zealand is really, really big now. And it, uh, public, you know, publicly yeah. queer community. And that's fantastic. Yeah, it is. And so I think it was great that those discussions were had. I think it was really healthy, you know, um, instead of it something just being brushed under the rug or people's voices weren't being listened to. Yeah, it was really interesting for me because I think it's was the first time in my life not in the history of the world obviously but in my life where I realized that 
there we weren't a one big happy queer family like right. as a community yeah. i was like oh shit there yeah. are people here in this community that that have like com- like i think because we were for me a, a large experience of it was you know we were all fighting for marriage equality we are all what you know there were big milestones that we were fighting working to towards to adopt all of these yeah, things yeah all of that jazz and or what well, particularly gay men anyway and um then to be like oh no there are people in my community that are gay that are like oh well that's not my experience with the police so like how dare we not include them blah 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 and i'm mm. like sis we particularly white gay men come with a level of privilege to the table mm. that other members of the queer community just don't have yeah and just because their experiences differ to yours doesn't mean that you can discredit them because you've never had any of that experience yeah exactly and i was like if someone feels unsafe at an event that is created for them for them yeah to be able to celebrate themselves publicly and you were like oh my god but what about the police i'm like no just not not about them no it's just not about them yeah because they can have a police march yeah. No one will go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, yeah, so that was just really... I found that really interesting. Um, it was really cool to see, like, the march was really successful. Yeah. Everybody seemed to have a reasonably safe and happy time. Yeah, no, it was a great... I, I went to it, and it, there was an insane feeling to march down Queen Street with 3,000 other people that were queer or allies that wanted to come out yeah. to the event and um, <laughs> also come out let's be honest everybody's secretly gay <laughs> just a little um, and and like to stop traffic you know and yeah. have people like have to unavoidably recognize that we exist and these yeah. are the lives that we I think leave, that's the thing is that you lead, lead. lead i think that that's the thing is that you had the oppo- you kind of like you demand through having that many people you demanded a presence like you demanded to take up the space that you should always be allowed to take yes. up and people had to stop and take note yeah amazing like yeah. let's do a march every week i say mate <laughs> you'd be there i would be <laughs> like 100 percent. i'd be like um a soccer mum on the side handing out juice <laughs> yes cut up oranges <laughs> just living a kind of like halftime rugby fantasy <laughs> <laughs> amazing um yeah i think that's really interesting I, it's almost like it's a similar thing the way that i can relate to it is that in terms of feminism Mm. there's the idea of like white feminism and intersectional feminism and i think for ages i was a white feminist because i'm pakeha and i and i cared about i ignorantly cared about white women issues and it took me until like my you know i was 20 21 to go oh actually this fight is not about white women it's about women and that's everybody that's women of color that's trans women that's disabled women that's you know what differently abled bodies that's so many different um people actually fit into this Mm. and white women are at the top of the privileged food chain yeah and i'm one of them Mm -hmm. (laughs) so my advocacy can't be for myself because then I'm failing Mm -hmm. you know and I think it's kind of a similar thing within the queer community in that it was it it was yeah it was kind of the people who held more privilege not 
feeling like they needed to support the people who didn't. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And sometimes you have to do things that you don't love in order to support the person at the bottom of the food yeah. chain. And it can be hard and it's uncomfortable. Real hard. So, and the conversations can be really uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think we need to sit in that uncomfortable place more. Yeah. Because it's where growth comes from. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been an it was it's been an interesting thing. It'll be really interesting to see what happens next year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Also, on that note, real quick, if you are a straight person listening to this and you have had an opinion about <laughs> that whole police marching in the parade situation, thank you. But just don't mention it to anybody because no. it's not your place. And that was it. That's an interesting point, actually, though, to say like. There were a lot of people outside because I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I was watching this whole thing unfold. And as someone, I'm like, just, I've got a fingertip on the membrane of the queer community. Like, I'm so on the outside of this community. And I, and I didn't know, I could see people who were part of the queer community who I know who were supporting the police. Mm. And I didn't know how to, because I'd never been in a position where, I felt the need to correct someone who was queer because mm. it always feels like it always feels like queer versus straight and it wasn't it was queer versus queer or like in a, yeah. you know yeah. and and I oh, did, yeah there was community inviting yeah <laughs> and so I didn't know how to interact with that yeah. like how to um what to do so what I did was I asked a couple of my queer friends what they thought and the resounding response was that it wasn't my place Mm. but the best thing to do was would be to like um tag a queer friend who is on the side of not the police (laughs) to kind of deal with that and so I think if yeah if you're straight and listening to this and there's uh some debate in the queer community it's not your debate to have um is what I've learned and completely valid yeah like you can advocate for and support those members of the queer community that you want to support you just Um, can't speak but you just can't speak for them yeah and it's as simple as that and it's across the board and all kinds of issues yeah. that like intersectional feminism mm. you know the whole jazz and there was like there were people posting big statuses take a status credit the person chuck it on your Facebook yeah. you know like don't you don't need to say what you think because no, no one cares doesn't need to be your hot take you <laughs> no, can yeah. just amplify someone yeah. else's yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it was really cool to see how many queer people were open to having a conversation about mm. it mm. which I really appreciate. and we're still working through it yeah um Oh, it's not a, it's not a fixed thing, and I think. Oh God, no! I think that there's lots of work to be done, and I think that there's lots more conversations to be had about police and the queer community and corporate culture and corporate culture and and branding and and who we what we are saying by accepting money from certain groups yeah. and and what they are saying by when they are okay with supporting us and when they are not totally. And stuff like that, and um, also just what what is the Pride Festival? Yeah, what like what is at its core? Because mm. that should inform all of these decisions going forward. Hmm, mm. it's a tough one though. It is. 
Um, that kind of brings us to the end, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So this was the water cooler issue 53. Yeah. Mm. The next one is the 21st of March at Basement Theatre. I'm hosting. So if you want to hear more of this voice. Eh. And you do. <laughs> oh, God bless. Um, come along. It is at 8.30 p.m. And the theme is mindful menstruation. We have three ovary owners coming to speak about their experiences with menstruation. Uh, I'm menstruating right now. Fun fact. Mm. Full moon, man. Always brings it on for me. Mate. Just the worst. No good. Uh, So I will see you in two weeks. Not menstruating. But talking about menstruation. Hell yeah. <laughs> and if you want to listen to any more of these podcasts, they will be up on our website, which is www.thewatercooler.co.nz. And then you can also find all of these on the little Empire Podcast Network website. Yeah. If you just Google that, she'll come up. I'd she say. won't. <laughs> uh, is there anything else we need to tell our lovely listeners? No, just keep out. Keep an eye out and an ear out for yep. a lot more stuff coming away from the water coolers. Yep. Yeah, we are on uh, Facebook, we are on Twitter. We also are always looking for storytellers. Yes. So if you are keen to tell a story, you can hit us up on our website, drop us a line, um, and we yeah we'd love to hear from you. Great. Okay. Till you next time. Till next time. Yeah. See you later, team. Kakitiano. Oh, nice one. <laughs> Bye, yeah. Bye.